I don't believe in bedtimes. Well, you don't get up at 5.30 in the morning. That's true. I don't have to go to work until 12.30. Welcome. Hi. Marble Forest Podcast. This is this is Amber. This is Jesse, and we are here bringing you an early Christmas present <laughs> <laughs> back at you. No, it's not back at you. We've never done this before. Uh, we haven't. Nope. We're learning. First at you. First at you on my new laptop. So hopefully everything goes well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we are going to record you a special Christmas episode. We are. Christmas is here. <laughs> I mean, it's not here yet. It's the 12th when we're recording this. This comes out a week before Christmas. One week. One week before Christmas, but we thought, why not? Did you get your Christmas shopping done? I have not because I decided I wasn't buying anyone shit. That's fair. I didn't either. I have no money. (laughs) I literally decided to make a Theo calendar as you guys were on your way. And just buy a shit ton of it. That's the best gift. And then just give it to people who provide me gifts so I don't feel bad. I love that. Yes. This is my plan. I love it. And I'm going to stick to it. Perfect. I have a little bit of shopping left to do. Um, My mom told me she wants oven mitts, so I've made it my sole uh, purpose to find her the most ridiculous ones I can. Okay. So that's like a little bit harder than like the average oven mitt. Yeah, because that's boring. Exactly. <laughs> I found one on Amazon that's a lobster claw. That is awesome. You should do that. He, There's also one that's a trout. She could be him and or Zoidberg. She could. She could be Mr. Krabs. Oh, yeah. She's got a lot of options. Yes, definitely. There was also one on that same listing that was a trout. Like, oh. I don't know how you use a trout as an oven mitt. But you do. My oven mitts just have dogs on them. That's cute. Caesar's licking me. I know. Yeah, I just have a little Christmas shopping to do. But, um, oh, I have something to tell you. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Okay. So I was talking to my friend Alex. Hey, Alex. She told me to tell her when this episode comes out. Okay. Is this the only episode she's ever going to listen to? No, she's listened to it before. I- oh, thank Unless you. she's lied to me. Oh. Have you lied? Um, <laughs> so we were talking. and They we were- lie when they were like, oh, my God, I liked it so much. so we were talking and she we were talking about how we both wanted to be put in like biodegradable urns and turned into trees okay and that we could make our own forest and then we decided our graveyard forest could be the marble forest oh my gosh make our own marble forest cemetery let's do it let's buy a plot of land here in michigan i love it and then all of the listeners can write it in their wills to send their bodies to our plot of land. Cute. We can have our logo as the like, header of the forest. <laughs> we will live on forever. You can... Wouldn't that be such the coolest haunted party ever? That'd be sweet. We were joking, too, that like your loved ones could come decorate your tree as like for Christmas, and they could put like a tree topper of your face on it. <laughs> I feel like a tree topper of your face is a little bit too far. I love but, it. <laughs> like, are we just... Growing like pine trees. I don't know. I think um, let's just let's grow Christmas trees. Yeah, it's just a Christmas tree farm, but with dead people, and we're cute. And then when 
everything falls through and someone who should own the land doesn't own the land anymore will be sold, chopped down and sold for Christmas trees. Adorable. And look at that. Bringing it back to Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) We could also have one of those booths like at the front of the like a little like museum shop where you can get like an you know how like museums have like the audio like tours. Yeah. But it's just our podcast episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Each tree is a podcast episode. Oh, you have to sit at this tree for two hours. <laughs> well, hopefully it's like in the past year time where like we're only down to like 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I I loved that idea, but she said, you have to tell your friend. <laughs> so I did. Yeah. I'm th- thank you. Is that a fun idea? It is a I fun idea. It. There's some cheap plots of land around here, but I don't know if people would be okay with me putting a graveyard in neighborhoods. I mean, <laughs> if it's trees, maybe. Maybe. Um, that was that was pretty much what I had for you. Oh, in other news, um, I'm pretty sure one of my coworkers is listening to us now. Hey, um, coworker. Hey, coworker. Uh, not quite sure, but he did follow us on Instagram. Cute. My, I mean, my friend Alex, I just told you about, is my coworker. Yeah. Also. Oh, okay. And she's the best. I guess. I guess he's a friend. A friend. I would co-worker. classify him as a friend, even though he's not invited to the New Year's party. Bummer. I'm just gonna reiterate that if he's listening to this episode right now. Wow, rude. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm so excited for the New Year's party. I've picked out my dress officially. Okay, I just have to buy it tomorrow. On- tomorrow, Devin is considering getting a dress too. So. We were going to look at dresses for her, too, and then maybe buy them just at the same time because it'd be easier. Yeah. And get, um, I think I've between a few headdress pieces and like accessories because I found some really cool ones that would go well with my dress. Um, But I'm really excited. I also sent a link to Caitlin to one. So we're going to we're going to be fucking hot. We're going to have so much fun. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm really excited for a 1920s party. Yeah. It won't be New Year's anymore, but we'll pretend. <laughs> Our Gatsby party. Should we just dive on in? No, I have fun facts. Oh, you have fun facts. Because Are they Christmas fun facts? I have Christmas ghostly fun facts. Oh my goodness. I you love know, this. I haven't done fun, weird facts in a long time. Um, remember when I used to do that? I do. It lasted for like three episodes. Yeah, I remember. Um, well, I have a uh, ghost's uh, Christmas stuff. Cool. What are they? So, did you know that they used to tell ghost stories on Christmas? Ooh. Because back in the, like, the Victorian era, the the stories used to be darker and older and, like, the more fundamental things of, like, Christmas were winter, death, and rebirth. So, like, death and, like, darkness because of the solstice celebrated in Europe and the U.S. was originally connected to a pagan winter solstice. Okay. And festival known as Yule, like the Yule log. Huh. Yule. Yule. Yule log. (laughs) The darkest day of the year, which is December 21st, if people don't know, (laughs) is the solstice, is the winter solstice, was seen by many as a time when the dead would have a particularly good access to the living because of how long of a time it was dark for. That would make sense. Yes. So it was sort of like a, a ho- like the way you think of Halloween now was sort of like what Christmas used to be because of the solstice. That's kind of cool. Yes. So that's how I f- came across this so much. And like there were so many news articles about why people should bring telling ghost stories back to Christmas and like all this other stuff. So 
while I was looking up like my actual stories. Yeah. <laughs> and uh I was like, oh that's such a cool idea. And um uh and so I have a couple of those stories for you today. I'm so excited. Um I love Christmas fun facts. That's so fun. Yeah. Well thank you're welcome, I guess, for my fun fact of just Googling my stories last minute and then finding this and i was like oh neat <laughs> that's cool um oh and like it was also like it's easier to tell ghost stories because it's like a time of gathering in the dark i, I mean yeah because typically that's when you would tell a ghost story yeah um where is our coin right here jason do this thing jason flip our coin jason's here but he's not paying attention no he's like watching youtube videos or something that's fine he's quiet Oh, it's me. Ooh. What a good way to start, though, because I'm, you know, in the spirit of Christmas, in the- <laughs> I will tell you all about Krampus. Yeah! It's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> it's the devil Santa. It's Satan. I mean, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> so... Every year in December, children get ready for St. Nicholas to visit them. If they've been big and good, they will be rewarded with presents. But if they've been bad, they have to face Krampus. Krampus. Pretty sure it's So does sounds... Krampus just bring coal? Or is he, like, too cool to, like, carry oh, a yeah. sack of coal? He just brings coal. That's all he does. He's super nice. <laughs> um. So <laughs> I know the story of Krampus. <laughs> I'm just going to compare him to Santa the entire time. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, I am pretty sure Krampus is pronounced a lot nicer in the like European countries where this originates from, like German and Austria. I'm going to butcher everything, but it sounds prettier than what I'm going to say. The very Americanized version of Krampus. 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 The, the Michigan version with the hard A. <laughs> So he is a half man and half goat bipedal creature, and he is known as the Anti Santa. Anti Santa, or <laughs> Satan, or or Satan. You know, <laughs> their names are spelled similarly. It's fine. Exactly. You just mix up some letters. It's okay. It's fine. He usually is described as a boozy goat horned menace. Ooh, a boozy goat horned menace. Yeah, I'm a boozy normal human menace. You don't have horns. <laughs> I didn't say horns. You're a Boozy. Did I say horns? No. Okay. You said you, you were a boozy normal human. Yep. <laughs> menace. Menace. <laughs> you gotta add the menace in there. You were See? a menace. Yeah, that's her booze. My Moscow mule. I love it. Because we all know this podcast goes great when I drink hard liquor. I love it. <laughs> so he is usually covered in hair that is either brown or black. And he is often depicted as having one cloven hoof. And one human foot. That's awkward. I feel like that's like, so there's like, he like hobble along. I feel like he would have a really huge limp. Yeah. Or like, they're just both the same length, but one knee is like bent because it's like a goat leg. And like, you know, like, I don't know how this works. Yeah. But you're like, hey, maybe like you should get some pants and a boot to cover that up. He could get some orthopedic shoes to help him (laughs) cover up the fact that he has a goat hoof. Do you think he has to walk on the balls of his feet? You know, maybe because he, maybe he has to because his other leg is like longer because it bends weirder. Yeah, and, and it has it's a, a hoof. hoof. <laughs> I don't know his prosthetic hoof. <laughs> I love I love the prosthetic hoof. Maybe he'll just get a prosthetic hoof and amputate the human foot. 
Yeah, why not? Just cut it off because, like, come on, hooves are so much cooler. Hooves. <laughs> hooves. <laughs> um, so he is also often in depicted with like a long pointed tongue that lolls out of his mouth. What do you mean by lolls? Like it's like, just, like rolls out like, of his mouth. Oh, someone in another podcast I was listening to try to make sure I got all of my bases compared it to Gene Simmons' tongue. Okay. So like it just So like, lady flops, killer. He's a lady out. killer. Oh yeah. Mm. That Krampus. That Krampus. Um hide your kids, hide your wives. <laughs> <laughs> His mouth is also filled with fangs. Oh, they're all fangs? Mm-hmm. So like a shark. Fangs and a tongue that just flops out like a dog that's like run too much or is like panting. Oh, like a Theo? Like a little Theo. Like a Theo calendar? <laughs> but like a much longer tongue because okay. his tongue is said to hang to his mid chest. Oh, his mid chest. Yeah. So like, you know, like I think that's like a little too long for me. Mm, it's a little intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. These jokes will come back later. To haunt us? <laughs> I mean, no, later in this story. Okay. Um, <laughs> to haunt me now? Yes. To haunt me when I'm listening to this editing? You're Jesse's new boyfriend, Krampus. Oh, I talk about my old boyfriend. Your old boyfriend, the Headless Horseman? Mm-hmm. Oh, you are just so um exp- experienced with the holiday figures. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hashtag spoiler alert. <laughs> Krampus carried chains um, thought to symbolize the bindings of the devil by the Christian church. So he carries chains with him. And these chains, he's known to thrash these chains around and they sometimes they have bells on them in various sizes. I feel like you don't need bells when you have chains because I feel like that makes enough noise. <laughs> I mean, he just wants to be so noisy. Yeah. When he's whipping those bitches. <laughs> he's just obnoxious he's drunk too so like (laughs) wants to make a lot of noise you know where he is so he's also usually accompanied by a large wicker wicker basket that he wears on his back sometimes this is also like a sack in some depictions of anti-santa sack yeah um the basket is oftentimes said to be filled to the brim with thorn covered birch sticks that he uses to punish children Oh, not just Jesus? No. Okay. Um, The branches can also sometimes be replaced by a whip. Sometimes he uses a whip. So he he does whip the bitches. Yeah. You know, he's really into BDSM. Okay. BDSM? Yeah. Yeah. I thought I only said three letters. Okay. (laughs) Krampus comes around every year to chase naughty children and maybe even drag them to hell. Okay. So like if they're like especially bad. Yeah. European versions of St. Nicholas have long had a scary counterpart, like Belsnickel. Belsnickel? Or, fuck, I'm going to butcher this next one. Kenched? Rupacked? Kench Rupac? Sure. That sounds better. Can I better. see it? Ken- Ken- yeah, I don't know German. I never took German. I took Spanish. Okay, I'm still going to butcher this, but I took German. I don't know where I'm looking. I don't think they're, they pronounce they the K. They might not pronounce the K. Like neck roof roof kick, roof roof wreck. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> they other scary guys. <laughs> I only speak English. <laughs> Me too. Um, they also punish are said to punish naughty children around 
the holidays. Oh, it's not the same thing? They're slightly different. Oh, okay. Like, it, the lures and stuff for, like, what I was briefly saying are similar, but they're different. Okay. Like, the Belsnickel guy is more of, like, a humanoid. Okay. At least from what I was seeing briefly while I was searching this. So he's one of these type of characters, obviously. He's the anti-Santa. He has um, his origins in pagan celebrations of the winter solstice. Oh. So our ghost stories. Our ghost stories. My fun fact. It ties back to your fun fact. Oh, my God. That's so nice. Um, His name originates from the German word Krampen, which means claw. Oh, like not like cramps. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) He's just been cramping. He's cramping my style. <laughs> you think that's what Santa says about him? Like, Krampus is so cramping my style. <laughs> cramping is, Krampus is cramping my style. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think that's what he sh- says. Okay, so he is also said to be the son of the Norse goddess of the underworld, Hell. So... When I did this research originally, it said god of the underworld, but when I looked it up, it says she's a goddess. Like, it says she's female, so... Okay. Hell. Um, And for those, like, who don't know, she's very similar to, like, Hades in Greek mythology. Like, she's the goddess of the underworld. However, the underworld that she rules over is also named Hell. H-E-L. So she's named Hell, and she rules Hell. Yes. So that'd be, like... You being named Jesse and you roll over an underworld to call Jesse. <laughs> Welcome to Jesse. <laughs> I am Jesse. <laughs> I'm so for it. Yeah, I mean that sounds like a fun environment. Maybe she like pronounces it differently. Possibly. Um, I also don't know a ton about Norse mythology. I know a lot more about Greek mythology. Yeah. <laughs> Krampus is seen as the poster child for sin. Oh, the poster child. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is poster child like really like I th- I feel like when you say poster child, it's more of like a better thing than like oh yeah. Sin. So what it is, it's like those ads. It's like the ad with the baby in the sunscreen commercial with the, the dog tugging off its diaper, but just replace it with Krampus. Oh yeah, and it's like I don't know, and he's it's an ad for dragging people to hell. Yeah, okay, or it's an ad for bank robberies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so during the 12th century, the Catholic Church attempted to banish Krampus celebrations because of his resemblance to the devil. Eh, I get it. But, like, I'd also so totally go to that party. <laughs> I mean, some of this sounds Hashtag so interesting. next year's Christmas party. A Krampus-themed Christmas party. A Krampus-themed Christmas Ooh. party. We're going all in on the themes. I love in themed this, parties. In 2020, Jesse's house is going to be themed parties. 2020 themed parties. I'm so down for this. We're doing an 80s party. Down. Okay. I will be there. 90s. Okay. Can we do a 90s party too? Oh my God, yes. I want to wear a fanny pack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the early 20th century, Krampus was seen as the creation of the social Democrats, even though he had been around since like the pagan times. And Austria's conservative Christian social party had attempted to Rid Krampus, get rid of Krampus in 1934. So get rid of the Democrats? <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> yes. Um, in the 1950s, the Austrian government um, even distributed pamphlets titled Krampus is an Evil Man to warn parents not to talk about Krampus in their homes because it would scar their children for life. You know what? 
I'll scar my children for life for the greater good. Yeah. I will tell those haunted Christmas stories to I my children. I love that. Tell them all about Krampus. I will. By the 17th century, Krampus had been incorporated into Christmas celebrations, making him the dark companion of St. Nicholas. Ooh, that kind dark of, companion. That kind of, um, you know, it sounds like they're, like, together. Yeah. Like, companion. He's the bad boy. Yeah, he's, like, the bad boy that Santa's always want to been with. And, like, Santa's the cheerleader. <laughs> Oh my god. Santa's the cheerleader that, you know, has really conservative parents that was always like wanting to rebel. Yeah. And then like Krampus, Krampus is like the goth kid that smokes weed underneath the bleachers. Yeah. And he is like wears a leather jacket and rides a motorcycle. And so many chains. Yeah, that's definitely what's happening. Yep. Because <laughs> by the nineteen sixties, Krampus started being seen as a sex demon. Ooh, sex demon. And he was often, he was known a lot in artwork, um, being shown involved with BDSM. Oh. So he really is. You're right. He really, really did tie it back around to jokes. It did. Look at that. Look at that. Our minds are dirty to begin with before the story gets there. I felt like that was really important to add into my notes. It was. Um. So according to the legend, this is kind of the actual story of Krampus now. If a kid does not behave well, Krampus will show up to their house on the night before December 6th. So, December 5th. <laughs> man, man, I think he's a little too early. Like, like, I didn't even have my Christmas decorations up on December 5th. I'm going to be completely honest with you. That's fine. I just thought it was really funny that the one that I, the the one source I was looking at said, on the night before December 6th. And I was like, December 5th? Like, the night of December 5th would have been easier to say. Um, The eve of December 6th. So, he... Sh- this is because the next day is December 6th is St. Nicholas Day or Nicholas Dog. I don't know. German. So, he shows up to punish the naughty children before St. Nicholas Day. Yeah. So he murders all the children, and then St. Nicholas comes, and he's like, well, fuck. I guess only Jimmy gets a clementine. Yeah, here's your fucking clementine. <laughs> and he, like, throws it at him and walks away. <laughs> um, So he might just leave them a bundle of sticks. But most commonly, he um whips children with his birch rod. Okay. He has also been known to throw him in his basket and throw them into a stream. Oh. Or he might even take them down to hell for a year. Like, why not? You know, and maybe if he's feeling up to it, he might just drown the children to death in ink and then fish them out with a pitchfork once they're dead. Where do you get that much ink? (laughs) I have no idea. Do you think there's just like a pool in hell of ink of just ink? Yeah, I guess so. And then like whenever they're mad at like Jerry, who's a demon who always wears a white button down shirt, they just flick ink at him. Like, gosh, Jerry, we're dark down here. Yeah. Grow up. He's like, I was just born in the wrong time. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this night is known as Krampus Knock. 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 Krampus knock. This is my my full pretty night. sure. I don't know. I don't know German, but okay. I'm I'm rolling with it. I'm pretty sure it's knock. 
So, like I said, the following night is St. Nicholas Day. Um, and on this day, St. Nicholas brings children to all the... Ch- or <laughs> he brings children to the so- children. <laughs> he brings you friends. St. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas brings presents to all the children that haven't already been beaten, damned to hell, or drowned. <laughs> okay. Um, so, on this day, like, typically the tradition is that St. Like, children leave their shoes out, and St. Nicholas will put gifts in their shoes. I remember that from elementary school. I remember someone telling me to do, someone telling me this in elementary school, but with leprechauns, I- No, I remember it for Christmas. Like, we used to leave our shoes out in the hallway and then go in the class, and then when we come out after class to get them, there was candy in it. Yeah, like- I remember that too, but one person, like one person I went to school with, told me that they did this for St. Patrick's Day so that leprechauns would come leave presents in your shoes. And one year I was like, Mom, why haven't I been doing this? So I, <laughs> I put my shoes out and I got Pokemon toys. Oh, neat. Yeah, it was fun. I didn't your get Your mom a- had to pull that together real quick. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> um, so children may also see Krampus running through the streets during. Another word I can't pronounce. Krampuslaw? Krampuslaw? Krampusloff? Sure. One of those. Sure. It literally translates to Krampus run. So. Krampus run. Ooh, that would be a fun 5K to I do in Germany. I was thinking that too. Like, that would be the sweetest 5K. Yeah. Um, so people- I'll wear some devil horns and fake hooves. <laughs> I would love to see you run in fake hooves. <laughs> A 5K in fake hooves, my calves would be burning. You would get such a workout. Such a workout. Such I'd have workout. to train in my fake hooves. You would have to because there would be no other way. But then people around here would think you would look so weird. As I clip the clop around. <laughs> <laughs> you could like during the week like wear unicorn horns. So people just think you're a really weird person. I would have to run somewhere else. Yeah, you would. Like go run through the woods. <laughs> Hide my shame. So people have made this into a kind of Krampus celebration. Some think that it was basically just a way for grown men to blow off steam while scaring children. But Austrian men will get drunk and run through the streets dressed as Krampus. And some of these costumes are like pretty legit. Oh, really? Like real legit. Like they look like full body costumes. Like they're really cool. But parents... Like, kind of are like, no, this is happening. And they will let them into their houses. To to scare the shit out of their kids? To scream and scare their children into behaving better. I love it. Hashtag me as a parent. You're going to love this next part even more. Okay. So, for doing this, parents will reward the Krampus impersonators with alcohol before they leave to move on to the next house. Hashtag me. (laughs) I reward anyone with alcohol who enters my home. Who scares the shit out of your kids. No, don't scare the shit out of Theo. Only, like, human children. I'm going to see really quick if I can find you. Um, Only human children should be scared. Theo's a good boy. This is, like, just some of the costumes I was seeing. Like, they're, like, fucking legit. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like, people go hard. Like, look at the one behind him. Oh my gosh. Like, these costumes are insane. They literally look like a Krampus. Like, they literally don't look like it's a costume. Yeah, that's awesome. 
So, like, could imagine being a six-year-old girl. At and home, then walks into your house and then and steals some beers on the way out. And screams and scares the shit out of you. And then steals some beers on the way out. It's like, thanks. Yeah. I, that would be terrifying. Um, many cities and towns will still hold an annual Krampus parade where people will dress up as Krampus and march through the streets. And um, there are videos of these parades online. And it's pretty much just people dressed like Krampus, like these costumes, and swatting each other with sticks. <laughs> you know what? This is a future holiday plan. I think that would me. be so fun to see. Let's go to Austria at the beginning of Chris or beginning December? of December. Yeah, I think I think this sounds so fun. Okay. So some people will keep Krampus decorations in their house all year round. Um, one article that I read said that Krampus, or it was it was an article from 1958 that was an article referring to an article, but <laughs> um, they reported that Krampus would deliver gold-painted bundles of birch sticks to children. They would be a smaller version of what he uses to beat them with. Families would hang the birch sticks on their wall for the rest of the year as decorations to remind the children to stay in line. Um, they also noted... That the twigs were primarily hung in the houses where the behavior of children merits the application of corporal correction. Okay. So, the bad kids. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> uh, Krampus masks can be really valuable pieces of folk art, too. Traditionally, masks worn in Krampus processions are made of wood and hand-carved. Oh, wow. So, like, they're really valuable masks. Um, and Krampus was heavily also featured in a series of 1800s postcards. Ooh, postcards? Yeah. In these cards, Krampus would be depicted ripping out children's pigtails. Oh, fun. Leading children off cliffs. Just lots of blood, huh? Putting children in shackles, pulling on their ears, or hauling them into a lake of fire. Oh, okay. Casual. Casual. <laughs> um, these cards were also sometimes marked with greetings such as, Greetings from Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> greetings from hell they often showed um they would also show too like just the traditional like distressed children being stuffed into a basket oh, okay there were also cards made in the early 20th century that would show him punishing children in similar ways however there were also some cards of him proposing to women okay he's a romantic yep um however there were cards of him also being portrayed as a woman Whipping tiny men with her birch sticks and carrying them off in her basket. Oh, sexy. And there was also another one. Wait, these are still postcards, though, right? These are postcards. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just little pictures. Um, but there's also another one of a smiling woman holding a defeated Krampus in the air and holding his bundle of birch sticks behind her back. In 2004, Monty Beauchamp published a book of Krampus cards to help organize and show... So there's an actual book of like Krampus postcards, which oh, is kind of cool. Uh, so obviously, I was grown. I, I was brought up in the wrong country. Yeah, we should have definitely not been American. because yep. <laughs> we can pronounce everything well. Krampus has been uh, more widespread now thanks to pop culture. There are like a lot of movies about Krampus. You know, I never saw that Adam Scott one. I'm really upset. I didn't either. But there, I like searched it because I was like trying to figure out what year it came out in. And then I just saw a list of like seven Krampus movies like right in a row. And I was like, I don't even. And then like Christmas with the cranks because someone got confused. Probably. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there. Um, he was also featured in an episode of Supernatural. 
And he also appeared in American Dad and Grimm. And I did find like some sightings of Krampus on Reddit and YouTube, but they were like really long sightings. Like they were like, I would have told, took me like twice as long for the story to read one. They were really long. Um, but if you're interested, there's some really interesting ones. I just searched Krampus sightings and found a shit ton of them. So I thought that was interesting, but I'll leave those for you to find yourself. Okay. And that is The Legend of Krampus. That's awesome. Are you ready to hear about my ex-boyfriend, the Headless Horseman? I so am. I mean, you've got a new beau, Krampus. Krampus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, who now? Um, what? Now you're dating Krampus. I'm now dating Krampus. It's that time of year. You know, you just got to switch it up sometimes. I mean, Krampus seems like he'd be into it if you wanted to, like, swing or something. <laughs> so the story is really short and doesn't have too much information. But, like, I have some things, like, talking points, I guess, regarding Okay. It. So, we are talking about the legend of the Headless Horseman at Ruse Hall, or Rose Hall, in um, Suffolk in England. Okay. This hall is a grade one building, which means it is of exceptional interest of historic places. Ooh. And is believed to be one of the most haunted buildings in the country. Oh, wow. Bought by Sir John Suckling. In 1600, I don't know how accurate this is, but I saw it on a lot of websites. Okay. Um, And then was passed to the rich family following a marriage between Sir John Suckling's widow and Sir Edwin Rich. Ooh. I know. Sir Edwin Rich, because he needed to let you know that he was also rich. Yeah. And that, you know, his, his, he was, you know, he was a you know. And his new wife will suckling his... Suckling his... Rich. Rich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, but I also didn't look too much in, more into the history of the building. I was trying to find more about, like, the Headless Horseman and, like, the ghosties itself. So, located on the site is the Hanging Tree. Oh. Where many local criminals met their end. And inside the wall of the hall, there is... Uh, of like the of Ruse Hall, there is in a bedroom cupboard, there is an imprint of a devil's hoof branded into the solid brick. Oh wow! Known as the devil's print. Was it Krampus? Probably was Krampus. And you want to know how to summon Krampus? Yeah, I do. So, if you wish to dance with the devil, all you need to do is walk around the hanging tree six times. Oh wow! And you will summon Krampus to join you in your holiday celebration and the procession of the Headless Horseman. <laughs> I love that. Also in this building, on the top floor, uh, sometimes you can catch a glimpse of a pale-faced small girl seen in the window, just, like, looking out. The window of that, that window of the hall tends to open itself and close itself even when it's been locked. Oh, that's creepy. I don't like when windows open themselves. And finally, the story of the Headless Horseman. This is, like, really quick. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> so, he is seen roaming the grounds, clattering down the Ruse Hall driveway in his phantom coach, pulled by four headless horses. And apparently the horses are also headless. Headless horses. Yeah. I don't know. I only saw that on one article. The other one was just, like, four horses. You know? But, like, I was like, 
Headless horses also sound legit too, so like I'm just gonna use the headless horses. I like the idea of headless horses, but are they like in like you know like the Disney depictions or like the depictions where he has a pumpkin head? Do yeah. the horses also have pumpkin heads? Well, wouldn't that be cute? That like giant pumpkin, like heads? a giant pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I love it. Okay. So the four horses pull the coach up the drive right in front of the door every Christmas Eve. There are people who literally try to sit out and wait on Christmas Eve to try to get a sight at the Headless Horseman. Apparently, they pull up to the like front door or whatever it is called. It pulls up to the front door and the Headless Horseman will get out and then the horses will run away. <laughs> oh, so they're just leaving him. They're just leaving him behind. He's he's like he's missing his ball. You know, like think of like Cinderella, you know, his pumpkin turns headless at midnight. His horses lose their heads. They're his horses turn into pumpkins at midnight. <laughs> I was going to say their horses lose their pumpkin heads at midnight. Oh, and then they're just like scarier. So they have to hide. Yeah. Or and maybe- him. And he loses his pumpkin head at midnight. And then he's just headless. And then he's just headless. And he's like. I'm never going to get a date now. (laughs) They have nothing to look at. What am I supposed to kiss them with? So there are so many different legends and different buildings of the Headless Horseman that I didn't really have time to look them all up, which is still a possibility that I will in the future do more Headless Horsemans. But this one is specific to Christmas Eve, and that is why I have chosen this one. Yeah, I love it. I would love if you did that more in the future. So yeah. Also, I have a question. Like, is, like, the Headless Horseman, like, one of, like, the Horsemen of the Apocalypse? I don't think so. No? I don't think so. I think it's, like, a ghost story. I think there's, like, there's a whole origin to why he doesn't have there's a There's, like, the Sleepy Hollow ghost yeah. story. Yeah. I know, I know that. And then, like, I saw it when I was, like, doing this research and trying to find more information on it. But... That's all I could find. So I mean, that is, is an interesting thought that if he were to be in like and he was just here the whole time. Yeah. So this is your Christmas version of the Headless Horseman. I love the Christmas Headless Horseman. <laughs> Would he actually be wearing like a wreath for a head and instead a Santa of a pumpkin? Oh, cute. A wreath and a Santa hat. Yeah, I love that. And he jingles all the way. <laughs> what if his head is just a giant ornament? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yep. It kind of looks like a pumpkin. Yeah. It could be a pumpkin ornament. <laughs> Ooh, a pumpkin ornament with a Santa hat and a jingle bell. And it's also, like, really one of those glittery ornaments. So, like, it's, like, really glittery and shiny. Do you think when the horses are running up the road on Christmas Eve, you hear, like, sleigh bells? I like to think that you would hear bells. Okay. I like no, to like, think you like would. No, like, you know, like, the sleigh bells. Yeah. Like, the Santa sleigh bells. Yeah, I like to think that you would. Like, a chorus of bells. Yeah, I like to think you would. Okay. Definitely. Are you ready for my next story? I am. So, my next story is of the Mistletoe Bride. Ooh. Of Bram Bram's Hill House. Or so they think. <laughs> I'm just going to put the Mistletoe Bride in the description. Okay. So the story of the mistletoe bride is that on Christmas Day, she held her wedding. I'm like, well, I mean, why not? Yeah, why not? You know, people are like New Year's, other important holidays of life. I didn't want to, you know, open presents with my family. You know, I'll come to your wedding. Actually, no, but you do want to open presents 
presents that hundreds of people bring and provide to you. That's true. So that's like her thought, right? Yeah, exactly. So the halls were decked with holly and mistletoe, and she carried a bouquet of mistletoe. Wow. She would like, we really went all out in this. Do you think she really likes Christmas? Yeah. I think Christmas is her favorite holiday, and her, the Lord that she was marrying, um, agreed to it because, like, yes, darling, anything you'd like. Oh, yeah, of course. Do you think she had a thing for Santa? Old Saint Nick. Do you think she did? And then she was like, maybe if I get married on Christmas, he'll come in and he'll be like, I object, and he'll take her away to be Mrs. Claus. Oh, that's like some really intense thought process right there. It's my new romance novel I'm working on. Okay. I can't wait to hear it. (laughs) We'll sell it on our podcast. I could write so many dumb romance novels based on things (laughs) we talk about on our podcast. You know what? You should. I would love it. Like, just write, like... A hundred page short story book. Like the ones that you would buy at the grocery store for like $2. Yeah. And then we'll sell them. We'll like mass produce them and sell them. I love it. (laughs) And like, but we'll also like pertain to the episode on the cover as well. Like being like from this episode. Perfect. And we can call it a Marble Forest Romance. By Marble Forest Publishing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So... As she grew tired of dancing, she wanted to retire for the night. So she challenged her groom and wedding party to a raving game of hide and seek. So she was like, I'm tired. She didn't want to dance anymore and she wanted an excuse to go sit down somewhere. She wanted to go hide and sleep is what she (laughs) wanted to do. (laughs) She definitely wanted to go hide and sleep. So her friends apparently agreed because apparently this is a normal thing to do at a wedding. Um... Jesse, if we don't play hide and seek at my wedding. <laughs> All right. Drunken hide and seek. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. I will be at my wedding. I'll be like, I'll start. I'll stand in the middle of the dance floor and go one, two. <laughs> so everyone else hides. And then I find them. And then you find them. Is this just like a ploy to get people to leave your wedding? You know, maybe. <laughs> I'm so- tired. <laughs> So she ran away and her friends began the search. They searched every nook and cranny of the building and her husband called out for her, probably annoyed at this point in time. Oh, where do you hide? I'm lonesome without you, my own fair bride. I mean, it was their wedding night. I know. And she was just like, I'm hiding in the broom closet. <laughs> Peace. Um, But the bride had disappeared without a trace. Oh, forever? And no one could find her. They looked for weeks. Weeks. And after years, my story was true. Santa came and took her to the North Pole to be his Mrs. Claus. Yeah, I think Santa would have been really good help in this scenario, but it's not that cheery. (laughs) So they looked for her for weeks and they could not find her. And he had to give up give in to his marriage's fate that his wife had left him on his wedding night. Wow, that's so sad. They believed that she had developed cold feet and per uh, used the game as a tool to escape. Which uh, makes sense. She used the game because she was like, I see Santa in the window, like he's waving at me, to everyone hide and seek. <laughs> so I can go skate off with Santa. Go skate off with Santa. And now I'm Mrs. Claus. 
Yeah, and then you would never recognize her because then she like the Santa Claus. She turns old. According to the Santa Claus movie, number two, she turns old. Yep, and weird looking. Yep, she like completely changes appearance for some reason. Yep. Well, so does Tim Allen. So yeah, you know. (laughs) So, but she never actually did run away, and they did not find her body for fifty years. What fifty years? How do you not find a body for 50 years? So around this time, it was common for rich merchants to offer a marriage chest. With these intricate chests often ornately carved and painted. And they were given to couples on their wedding nights. And I'm assuming since like, oh, my, that bitch left me on our wedding night. He never opened the chest. Oh, God. Right? Because like heartbreak. All right. that other things. So, in a remote corner of the hall, she waited to be found. And she waited. Realizing no one was coming, she decided to try to give up. But this, there was a spring to the chest head locked the lid firmly. And her screams were muffled by the thick wood. Oh, man. Her fingernails tore at the wood, leaving scratches on the inside. <laughs> when the chest was opened 50 years later... It was said that the skeleton was found clasping a bouquet of mistletoe. Oh, wow. And still, like, still in the wedding dress and everything. Was there anything else in the chest? Well, I'm assuming, like, maybe some, like, wedding gifts or something. Well, I was thinking, like, there could be blankets in there because she wanted to, you know, play hide and sleep. Yeah. And so she found a comfy place, but then, like, eventually, like, after her little nap, no one found her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming, like, she, like, took a nap and then woke up, but, like, maybe everyone else had already, like, left the hall because they were, like, searching for her elsewhere. Right, and no one could hear her. Yeah, no one could hear her, and so, like, everyone's sleeping or not there, and there's just this chest, and they're just, like, out looking for her elsewhere, and she's just screaming, and her screams are muffled by the thick wood. Wow. And Tragic. Is, yes, and that is the story of the mistletoe bride. I like my version where she um, flies off a of Santa. Yeah, I guess we could stick to that version. And I guess there's really no ghosts in the story. No, but I like the story. But like, so like the only thing that ghostly that is like the story is that like she is seen walking the halls of uh whatever brand, Brands, Brahms, Brahms Hill House. Okay. Is she still in a wedding dress? Yes. With her mistletoe bouquet? Yeah, probably crying or something. Probably. I didn't look that person. I actually like that story, though. Yeah. No, like, I thought it would be a good story, like, even without... Yeah, it's great for the Christmas episode. It's Christmas. It's a Christmas story. And this is our podcast. And I can do whatever the fuck I want. We can. She's dead. So, like, that's ghostly. She died in a tragic way. Santa was probably involved. He's supernatural. Yeah, Santa could have saved her. He could have. Maybe that's the twist of my romance novel. Santa could have saved her. But he locked the chest. Oh, Oh. because it was Krampus. And it was Krampus the whole time. Oh. And Krampus rode off and danced with the headless horseman. We've tied it all together. Yep. I love it. This episode has been tied together perfectly in the perfect present. With the perfect little bow. Yes, just for you for Christmas Day. I hope you liked it. Or like the week before Christmas, you know, like the week leading up to Christmas. Because we all know you guys listen to this like 
the first week. You should also listen Not to the this second week on Christmas. Yeah, maybe like while you're getting ready, putting your makeup on, being like, oh my God, I have to go see my family. You just pop in a headphone while you're like talking to your family and they'll never know. Yeah, and just like laugh along. And then, like, hey, did you hear the story about Krampus? And then just tell, like, it back to them, your whole family. Yeah, just tell them our stories. Be like, hey, you want to hear ghost stories? It used to be a thing. Yeah, they'll love that. We we just sold this episode millions of dollars. Especially your grandma. She will love hearing all of this. Especially the part about Krampus and BDSM. Yes, definitely. You have to tell grandma about the sex. Yeah, she loves it. Don't let her fool you. And Gene Simmons' tongue. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. I'm happy. Okay, that's good. But I guess that will do it for this week's ep- this yeah week's episode. Our Christmas episode, our first Christmas episode. Fa la la la, fa la la ma. I don't know how many Christmas episodes we'll ever be able to do because there's not that many Christmas no. stories. It was so hard. That's why like there's not really any like ghosts. In I guess my I could stories. look up one of those other like Christmas characters that I told you about in the Krampus, like the bell snickle or whatever. Yeah, and I could like maybe tell you the story of the Christmas carol. Oh, we could just tell the whole story. Yeah, we'll just do that. I That's love it. next year, guys. <laughs> look forward. In 26 episodes. We'll forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe next year this will actually fall on Christmas. Oh, cute. Oh my god, wouldn't maybe that be adorable? Maybe we should force it to fall on Christmas. We'll probably force it to fall on Christmas in some way, shape, or form, and here is why. Because we'll probably miss a week somewhere in the we'll next year. We'll probably suck at something, and we'll have to make up for it somewhere. Yeah. But I I liked it, and that was good. Yeah. So if you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. That is all I want for Christmas, is for you to rate, review, and subscribe our podcast. Oh, yeah. All I want for Christmas is... A rate review and subscribe. A rate review and subscribe. A rate review and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can listen to us anywhere. Podcasts are except Pandora because fuck Pandora. It still hasn't happened. It still hasn't happened. We're waiting. I probably should email them being like, um, it's been six weeks. Yeah, probably. And you can find us on social media at... You can find us on... Twitter at the MF Cast, on Instagram at Marble Forest Podcast, and you can find us or you can send us your stories. If you have a Christmas ghost story, send it to us at marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com. I want to hear them. Did you see the ghost of Christmas past? Did you? Did you see Santa? I want to hear about that too. I know, right? We'd like to give a special thanks to um, Jenna who did our Instagram our logo our instagram i mean it is our instagram logo too it's our everything logo uh you can find her on instagram and etsy at agenda that is agenda and a special thanks to cameron who did our music and everyone who sits in with us including jason who's here today who's not listening and (laughs) ignored (laughs) um and you the listener thank you us and thank you for uh reviewing and subscribing Merry Christmas. Thanks for my Christmas gift. (laughs) And don't tempt fate. By getting kinky with Krampus? I love that one. Okay. That's the best one. There we go. And goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.